Hi, yeah, Elliot here. I just wanted to put a small content warning at the start of this episode to let you know that we do discuss uh, male body dysmorphia and male body image. Please remember, once again, <laughs> none of us are professionals or even vaguely experts in this field, and we just sort of wanted to talk about our own experiences with negative body images. We don't want to put any ideas onto anyone. We're not trying to say that we have the right idea about any of this. We just wanted to put our experiences out there. The discussion starts at around 16 minutes uh, into the podcast and I'll put another content warning there just before the discussion to give people plenty of time to switch off should they so wish. Thank you so much and I hope you enjoyed the episode. Hello and welcome to You OK Man, a men's mental health discussion. I'm Elliot. I'm Jake. And I'm Tom. And uh, you OK guys? Elliot, uh, how's your week been then, mate? Um, my week has been—it's oh, been all over the shop. I suppose, like, I suppose now, now that this podcast has gone fortnightly, it's going to be every two weeks. But my two weeks has been all over the place. Um, I have been incredibly anxious about leaving the house, uh, and I think it's—it's it's just like build-up of anxiety. And I found a really comfortable space here in Southampton. And I tried to, I, I wanted to go camping and I love doing spontaneous trips. I tried to go camping and I was just gripped by like this overwhelming anxiety of like, what if this goes wrong? What if the house gets broken into? What if I'm needed to edit something? What if all this, and it sucked. Um, and yeah, so it's just anxiety is getting worse, which is fine. That house, that house broken into one, man, I get that every time you need to leave the house in Southampton, it was horrible. Yeah, especially, especially on the road where I live as well. It's not exactly famed for its safety. <laughs> um, but Good yeah, I'm, but you know, I'm seeing a therapist and she's knows what's going on. Like, ah, the other thing that sucked is, um, I had like a really low sort of three days maybe where I was feeling really low, like, didn't want to do anything just felt no just felt nothing um so yeah that's that's basically been my couple of weeks really it's just been trying to deal with this anxiety and, and sort of suit sort of mild you depression say, you say you had those really low three days yeah the fact that you came out of those really low three days and you're speaking to us now you know in what seems to be from just you know merely talking to you and having a catch-up earlier you seem you know more fine than that yeah um, i'm definitely take, feeling better if you take positive from the fact that you came through you know mm. those really dark three yeah. days and now that you're you know you're speaking to us now and it's it's obviously very nice to catch up to you when you are feeling a bit better yeah no I'm, I'm definitely feeling better than i was like i'm I'm definitely still not totally there um mm. i've been feeling really dissociated as well i know i've not i know i keep mentioning it and i've not talked about it properly yet but um yeah dissociations like where you sort of feel removed from your body you kind of feel a little bit drunk uh and like everything's happening sort of a half second after you process it, before you process it um but yeah so i've been feeling really out of it recently as well but you know i, I booked to go away today so i'm, I'm leaving tomorrow Ooh. i'm gonna go to woolacombe can do some surfing Ooh. Uh, by the time this podcast comes out i'll be back home again so anyone thinking about breaking into my house can fuck off <laughs> Willicombe's a lovely place. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, we were we were going to go Newquay, but it was it was super busy there. Mm. Are you going camping there as well, or just like a 
hotel sort of thing? No, we're going camping. We're going camping. Nice. Yeah. Right. Bit of camping, bit of surfing. Should be lovely. Just yeah, that's... That's, have you ever felt that like um, anxiety before or is this like the first time it's properly come through in like an intense way it's the first time that i've recognized it properly affecting my life mm. like like before like i've been on edge all the time and like i find that i'm really tense and and can't sleep or i get headaches or whatever i think that's the first time that's actually stopped me from doing something yeah and it was just it was just really it just sucked man like i was just sat there like why why am I unable I unable to do this? Like I love traveling. I love doing all of this. Why is this preventing me from going? Mm. But at the same time, like I could reason in my head, like, like why would I want to leave my house? I'm comfy here. Like and it's just yeah. I, I know stuff like that is how like agoraphobia and stuff starts. And it's it's the idea yeah. of safety and it makes sense, but yeah, it's just not something I want to indulge. I think I asked you this question privately previously, but do you think when university starts again, and I, I mean, for you, it's probably like a week or so when I'm recording this podcast, when that comes back, do you think the structure that will provide you maybe, I guess, alleviate this anxiety or do you think it will make it work? I don't really know. Like, I hope it'll help. But at the same time, like, I'm sure it's not going to be great for me to be going into uni every day. Or like I think I got my schedule today. I'm going into. I'm going. I'm supposed to be going to the campus four days a week, um, and the rest of my time is online. But yeah, I, I don't know whether that's going to help or not. Like I, I am absolutely anxious about the pandemic, but hmm. yeah. yeah. What can you do? Well, hopefully, hopefully it does. You know, it has the effect of structuring your life to a point where you become less anxious. But again. Um, with all of this uncertainty still surrounding everything, it, it does make it difficult. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. No, yeah, I think the regular schedule of getting out of the house would be quite nice in a way because I feel I felt over the summer like the pandemic. Yeah, I feel like I should be going out because it, it's healthy to be outside. I don't want to be sat inside all day, but I don't need to go outside. So yeah. why should I? Because I'm comfy inside. So I think maybe having a a few lectures outside or just getting out to go to campus would be nice. Yeah, that's true. I've also really enjoyed uh, like socialising and stuff when people have been around. Like I know I've missed that and I hope that that'll be a motivator. But at the same time, like that's now being regulated again as well with like the rule of six. And it's really upsetting to see people that I know who aren't obeying that and like people who are still meeting up in large groups. And, and, and it's like, yeah, it just really sucks because, like, I want to. Like, I want to go and have a house party and have a party in someone's garden and, and all of the stuff like that. But, like, we can't, it's irresponsible. You know what I mean? Like, you, you can't do that now. Mm. It just it sucks to see people that I know doing it still. You feel a moral ob- obligation to, to follow that advice, whereas there are people around you that yeah that don't. And, and I guess the, their, their lack of following that sort of same set of morals is it would all especially if they're your friends it's going to be upsetting isn't it yeah and it just it, it means that those of us who are doing our bit and those of us who are uh paying attention to the rules just have to do it for longer because you've decided that you don't have to follow the rules mm. Mm. so yeah well, people are silly but i you know following the advice is the correct thing to do uh, absolutely yeah. absolutely sure. 
And I may not always have faith in, in Bojo, but, you know, well, all I can do is listen to what he says, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's been my couple of weeks. How, how are you, Tom? How have you been? Um, I've had a good few weeks. I've, um, I'm, well, the main thing, I went to Berlin by myself just for a little travel. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just thought like a month ago, I was just sitting down with my brother and I was like, I want to get away before going back to uni because it's been a, a long old summer in England. Um, and I thought, yeah, I'll just book a trip away, go somewhere I haven't been before I go back to Southampton permanently. So I went to Berlin because I've never been to Germany before and everyone says Berlin is just mental. It's amazing. Go there, visit. So I was like, yeah, so I, I booked some flights, booked a hotel for a night. And I went for two days. I got like a flight out early morning and stayed yeah. a night. I got a flight back late the following night. So I basically had two days there anyway, but it was really nice. It was, I was thinking while I was there, it was quite similar because Elliot, when you were talking about the camping, yeah. it was like, get up early, do everything you possibly can and then fall asleep because you can't physically do any more. Mm. And it was really nice. Um, Cause I was just, I was, I got in at like 10 in the morning off the plane and I was just walking about. I was just doing anything I saw. I was like, if I saw something in the distance, I'm, like, I'm going to walk to there and do it. Yeah. And then I did it. And it was quite, it was quite empowering. I think the weirdest thing about it was going to all the restaurants and being like, table for one, please. <laughs> I'd like, there, there are people that actively say that that's weird. I like view it completely the opposite. And I think you yeah. described it in the best way possible. It's very empowering to do that. Yeah. I love traveling by myself. I don't get me wrong. I love traveling with my girlfriend and love it. But, you're totally right. Like there's something really empowering about traveling by yourself because you can just do what you want and you don't have to feel bad about like, yeah. I, you know, cause I love just wandering around places and just mm. having just no, no goal, no schedule and just wondering and exactly what you said, like that looks cool. Let's go there. Exactly. And, yeah. uh, I don't know. I quite like going to restaurants by myself. I don't know. Maybe, I think, maybe I think going to restaurants by yourself, well, both restaurants and bars when I was out in Canada, I was mm. going to a different bar every night on my own. Yeah. Just like, and I was just talking to random, I would speak to like four or five people each night and have like a good like, mm, hour long chat with them. That's the best thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. Yeah. No, it was. And are you, still yeah. on, are, you, are you still on that high, Tom? That sort of, I guess, empowered high? Yeah, I am a bit because I've just been so productive over the last few days. I'm now just used to doing things. Like this morning I got up, I was like, there's no cereal in the house. I'm just going to go down to the shop, get some cereal and come back. And it was just like that. Within 20 minutes I was back. And like before going away, if I'd been like, oh, there's no cereal or breakfast in the house, I just wouldn't have eaten. And I would have just gone until like 2 p.m. and then had lunch. But today I got some milk from the shop. (laughs) But that has made me feel a lot more productive. I feel a lot more like the world is mine i can go do what i want sort of thing not what i want but like i can actually take control of my day and do things instead of hanging about and doing and and being procrastinating and all of that i i think you yeah i think you've said it before like empowering that's that's the term because it was exactly how i felt the first time i went camping when i came back and i was i was waking up early on like just by my own means and now I do. I sort of wake up at nine now, but it's still, I, I find I've got like a bit of a lazy start to it. And yeah. um, 
yeah, I just feel like I'm lacking a purpose a bit. But I'm sure yeah. that'll come with uni, right? Yeah, exactly. It's only one more week of hanging about. And it's going to get busy because we're prepping for freshers. <sighs> That's going to be fun. <laughs> but I'm yeah, also... Go on, sorry. I'm also excited to, to, to make stuff for Freshers and do the videos and stuff. Like I have been, I've been thinking about Freshers videos. Oh, I was yeah. thinking the other day when I was here about a film, like that just came to me, like the, a little short, like three minute short that just came to me yeah. and I want to film, but I couldn't do it by myself. So I've just got to wait until yeah, I can, I can hook up with you again. But yeah. I was going to say, um, I mean, if you're out, if you're about, well, no, you're not. No, you're not about I'm back on Wednesday. I'm back on Wednesday. Yeah, when you're back, we can film the, um, the time travel thing I was talking about. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we, we we're playing around with a bit more special effects now, and um, yeah. No, that's 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 that'd be really cool. And the other one that Kate came up with, I think that wouldn't take too long to to do. No, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. anyway, without you guys, you guys, I'm, I'm 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 missing Southampton so much. <laughs> I'm dying on about this. It's not helping. <laughs> um, well, do we want to do we want to move on to Jake then? Yeah, go on then, Jake. How how are you? How are you? How are you? How are the withdrawals? How's it going? So I suppose that that's probably a good segue actually, because I have moved from Southampton. If it wasn't obvious already, I don't remember you mentioning it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't remember mentioning it either. Um, to the lovely green uh, town in Surrey that is Egham. Um, funny enough, there's a university here, Royal Holloway University, so it's not like I've left the student environment. Just make um, student friends. Get one yeah, into... Yeah, I, I, I guess there was... There was like, we were, we, I was walking into town. Funny enough, Tom, I'm so close to town that doing things is just so simple that, like, yeah. going, going to the shop... It's very... Like you were saying, it's very empowering to just go to the shop and and get what you need when you need it. I completely agree with that. But the point was, I was in town, and I just saw a load of students, and they had lanyards, literally, with bold letters just saying students on them. Oh. I was just like, oh my God, was I like this when I was a snotty 18-year-old? <laughs> walking, walking through Southampton. Anyway, so moving here has been, honestly, it's been easier than I thought it was going to be. I don't... I miss Southampton. I miss being around you lot. I miss being with my friends, but it's nice being close to London. And um, I mean, I've been a fair few times already, and obviously I work there, so it's been a lot easier going into work. Mm. But yeah, I've, I've, I mean, I guess I didn't really because of. I guess this is sort of because of lockdown, and because I spent so long sort of moving up and down the country, and then when I we finished still with all the restrictions in place although we weren't locked down i still spent a lot of time at home in the house in southampton yeah. so i'm not really doing anything all that different here to what i was doing in southampton um you know going for walks and and all of that so yeah in the grand scheme of things it hasn't hit me in the way that it probably should have done mm. um i mean you guys know as well that you know for for some uh, un, uh, unforeseen circumstances. I had to. I had to stay in Southampton for an additional yeah. week with you guys. Um, Did that all sort itself out? Was that all okay? Yeah, everything was okay with that in the end. Um, a COVID-related incident. Luckily, I was. I was. Uh, I was safe from that, and everybody who was involved um, has either recovered or didn't have it. Um, yeah. That was all good. 
But uh, I yeah, suspect I think that in, be the case. in that week where I stayed in Southampton, where I shouldn't have done, um, I think I sort of just got over it. Mm. I sort of came to terms. I, you know, and it was fine. I mean, well, it's I'm a good thing to get over it, I suppose, because you were literally just lying on a sofa all day, not really doing it. <laughs> yeah, pretty I much. You, just, uh, like, <laughs> you were like, watching, get me out of here, please. <laughs> watching videos on YouTube, pretty much, was, uh, was all I was doing. And then going to the pub with you lot. But, uh, yeah, so just to round all of that up, I mean, we were, I was in a situation where I was not going to get a house, and then my luck intervened and we got a house. So that was fine. Um, moving up here was a massive hassle, but it's done, so it's fine. Um, didn't have Wi-Fi for a couple of days, but we do have Wi-Fi now, so it's fine. Me and my girlfriend had our, our anniversary. That was great. And like, so everything since I've been up here has been pretty positive. It's all falling so really, into place a bit. Say that again, sorry? It's all falling into place now a bit. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And, and I feel really positive. I feel really happy. Um, me again. I uh, just want to let you know that the discussion about body dysmorphia and negative male body image is about to start. So this is your 30 second warning to um, switch off if you don't listen to that. Thank you. Which now segues into the thing that I'm unhappy about, hey, which is <laughs> body dysmorphia. Specifically, and you, the listener, you're listening to a male mental health podcast. You hadn't already ascertained. <laughs> That <laughs> male body oh, dysmorphia, <laughs> um, male body dysmorphia, um, and I don't like my body. I, I really don't. Uh, there are there are there are periods of my life where I do, and there are periods of my life where I don't. And I've got to that stage now as a twenty-four-year-old man, mm. where my metabolism isn't what it was when I was 18. I can't just eat anything and it just disappears. Like, it doesn't go into me. It, it, it just, my body just burns it off immediately. Yeah. I put on weight. And I mean, over the course of, I guess, the past year and a half, I've probably put on about a good stone and a half, maybe a bit more than that. And yeah. it's all gone to the, the stereotypical parts of your body, like your tummy and like sort of like the, the areas around that of your torso on the sides yeah. of you. Um, and it's very visible and it's not like I'm fat at all the term that people might use to describe somebody's but I know that you know there's a lot of negativity around that comment you know that word now and I think rightfully so because you know allow people to you know people don't have or at least in my opinion there are people out there that you know struggle with their weight and if they struggle with their weight then leave them to it don't abuse them for this positivity again but there are people like me that i know if i if i worked with it i would get rid of sort of the you know the additional weight that i have gained yeah but it's the psychological step to eating healthily yeah and and the effort that that will probably take and also i have no problem going to the gym but if the one thing Egum hasn't given me is that there isn't a gym in reasonable sort of radius of where I am. There's everything else. There's not a gym. And yeah. if there was a gym, it would be perfect. I would be going to the gym for four days a week like I used to. But there isn't one. And so I find myself in that mindset again. If I bought a gym membership before lockdown while I was still in Southampton, yeah. 
and I went once before lockdown and then it was lockdown. Yeah. And I kept it because I thought, well, we won't be in this for all that long, surely. And we were. And and Jim sure, it's up. a bit done by Easter. We'll be fine. Yes. I mean, how naive was that? But yeah. essentially speaking, yeah, I went once in six months of having that gym membership. They didn't charge me for a lot of it. Um, I, I went once. And I thought that would be my sort of, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to get fit again. It's going to be like the summer of 2016, where I really did do everything that I want to do now. Mm. Um, and I didn't. And so I looked down at my body every day again. And I'm, I'm, I'm lucky because I'm in a positive period in my life where I look at that and I go, well, that's the one negative. There, there are many other positives. And so I can sort of see past it. Yeah. But there have been points in my life where I've looked down, you know, across the past year and I've thought, I hate myself. I don't want to be in this sort of thing. I've, you know, I've got like a beer belly. I don't, I don't want that. And, and I do look, I mean, I'm very lucky again. I'm in a positive place in my life where everything else seems to be going quite well with this being perhaps the only negative. But I look down and I'm like, yeah, I don't, Still, I, I don't, I don't want to be like this, and it's just, yeah, the mental step of getting to the point where I can do something about that. But I think I want to bring it more around to the fact that men, it, I think it's very openly documented that women get body dysmorphia, and I think it's talked about quite a lot perhaps not as much as it should be but it's talked about whereas with men i don't think body dysmorphia is a discussed issue perhaps in the slightest i, I don't see these uh, sort of articles on the bbc about male bodies i don't see uh you know trending things on twitter about male body dysmorphia i don't think it's discussed yeah no i've, I've yeah I, I think with men it's it's kind of displayed no one yeah it's not said as a i don't like my body it's displayed as i want to get fit hmm. you know what i mean yeah i think it's a really uh, it's a, i mean there's obviously a lot there like i just listening to you there like my brain was trying to find a starting point for this discussion and i was like yeah. there's a lot because you're right there absolutely is the comparison between the way that female bodies and male bodies are seen because Female bodies for a long time have been portrayed in a really unhealthy way. And now we're getting like very slowly, like you said, but we are getting these really good reactions where yeah. women are showing their, their, their stretch marks and stuff like that. And rightfully so. And that's, that's Absolutely. how it should be. Completely. Absolutely. But, but, you know, as you point out, we're not quite there yet with men. Then there is the, uh, then there's the health side of it. This idea of tying mental health to physical health. So, uh, my body isn't in shape, so I'm I must be struggling, or, or any any variation of that. And then there's, um, and then there's the fact that we've all gone through this global pandemic, this wildly stressful, traumatic event, and our bodies will react negatively to that because under stress, our bodies do uh, put on more weight and stuff like that. And I think it's something that a lot of people will have gone through because uh, you know, like you said, you are older now; you are 24 and your metabolism is slowing down. But on top of that, the stress of this global pandemic absolutely will be contributing negatively to that. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm 21. I, my metabolism is slowing down, but it's, it's not 
at a bad place, but I still put on quite a bit of weight over lockdown. I'm still not really that happy with it, but like I'm, I'm still trying to come to terms with it. But I think a commonality part of it is the pandemic will have had an impact on that, you know? Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you. Perhaps for me, it's less of the, the, the trauma of it all. I think perhaps for me instead, it was the, the very late nights that I was doing. And obviously when you're, when you're staying up late, you, you, your body is supposed to be in a, I, mean, I don't know the science behind it, but there's a rhythm that your body has. Mm. It's far, if, you get, if you get good, good amounts of sleep, you're burning off more calories, essentially. It boils down to something along those lines without being a scientist. My point there is, is that I, for me personally, I was working incredibly long hours, you know, six, seven days a week at points, um, you know, for, for months on end. And I think that's probably what, what did it for me. But on the same premise, it's, you know, we were locked in our homes. And I guess, mm. you know, you can do all of that. I mean, I know there were, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was like, Joe, the most prolific. Joe someone? What's Joe his... somebody, yeah, like exercise guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In-home um, exercise. Um, but I'm not good at that. I, I, I'm good at going to a gym and, and, and being told by a personal trainer, this is your meal plan, this is what you should eat. In yeah. my simplistic terms, so, do it. And I I've... didn't have access to that. Yeah, I, I also want to say, like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, yeah. I also want to say, none of us are experts uh, mm. when it comes to diet, exercise, mental health, dysmorphia, anything like that. We are here now, the three of us, to talk about our experiences rather than anything on top of that. Um, and the 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 latest episode of our journeys that just went out was me talking to Ed Gill, who has quite openly in the past talked about the fact that he struggled with, um, uh, with disordered eating, which obviously resulted from uh, his negative body image. And through talking with him, I realized how little I actually know about the subject. You know? yeah. And I, one thing I came to realize was how unhealthy this relationship between uh, not only, yeah, so calories and carbs and stuff like that, that we have a really negative, we have a really skewed idea of the importance of carbohydrates and calories and what they mean for our health. Yeah. And the second thing is um, the unhealthy association that we make between exercise and food. So this idea that I can have a bit more food now because I went to the gym yesterday. Yeah. Because then the reverse of that is, I didn't go to the gym yesterday, I'm not allowed food now, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like there does need to be a separation, you know what I mean? Because we all do need to eat, you know, and end of the day, we need to eat to function. And if you start starving yourself or anything like that, it's going to stop your body from behaving as it should. At the same time, exercise does help with weight loss, you know, it, mm -hmm. it, it can help, but I feel like exercising to lose weight is the wrong way to look at it because we as a society attribute size with health. Yeah. And that's not always the case. You know, like we need, like I'm, I have more weight on me now than I did a year ago, but I am aware that I am physically healthier now than I was a year ago mm. because even though I've got more weight on me it, mm. and, and I'm a bit rounder, it's better than how skinny I was then because that was, that was, I didn't have enough on me. Oh, but I'm not, I'm, I'm the complete. But that's, I'm and that's the, but like, yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah. I just think it's a, it's a topic that 
we need to be very careful with because we don't know yeah. anything about like like but as you describe we're speaking from experience yeah and 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 that's all we can do without mm. having you know a degree in in these sorts of topics mm. but the sort of thing i wanted to get i guess end on regarding this this subject is i i think society needs and, and i think this is happening with women but I think society needs to start rowing back this idea of the male perfect body as much as it is the female perfect body. And I think it's still very much, I think, I think people still view this ripped, toned, six pack pecs, arms the size of tree trunks, sort of. Mm. No bulging thighs, the, the whole shebang as the perfect male specimen. Mm. But let's be realistic. How achievable is that for for the average person? It's not. It, yeah. It's just not achievable. You have to. These people, these film stars, and these models that go through all of, they have diet plans and they have access. To and it's the their full time job. Their full time job full-time is to maintain job, yeah. that figure. You look at somebody like, uh, I mean, I guess somebody who are we looking at? The guy who plays Zac Batman. Efron. Zac Efron. Well, Zac Efron's a great example, but also what's his face who played Batman? He goes through. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. What's his name? Christian Bale. Yeah, Christian yeah, Bale. yeah. Christian, Christian Bale. Bale. Well, Christian Bale to go through that. I mean, it's the same as as Jonah Hill as well. To go through that level of weight loss and then gain and loss. That isn't. I mean, the normal average man could not do that. No. It's it just impossible because. You'd need the access to these personal trainers, these these programs, these things that cost an extortionate amount of money. Yeah, and they get paid time. for by studios and stuff. And time, time yeah. is the absolute factor here. You can have the money, but do you have the time to do it? And the answer for the, you know somebody earning their money at you know, work is no, no, they cannot. So why is it that I feel that because I have a beer belly at the moment? And it's not even that bad. Like, I mean, I still, you know, I'm still a thin guy. I just have a bit of a belly. You're not, you're not an unhealthy weight, Jake. Like, I'm, well, I'm saying, I'm not no, unhealthy no, weight, but I could be healthy, yeah. But I'm not, like, I'm, I'm telling you this as someone who's looking at you objectively. Like, you are not an unhealthy weight. You are no, not an abnormal yeah, weight. You know, we look at these, you know, actors and things like that who have gone through these regimes, and, and, and that is held up as, like, the most attractive thing in the world for men. And yeah. what men should should have to, you know should reach, whereas for the average person that's impossible. Yes, it's it's completely possible to keep fit and and healthy and and exercise in your free time, of course. But it is it's almost impossible to reach the heights of that, which is why yeah. I don't understand why that is held up as this absolute, you know, perfection for mm. a man to have a body like that. That mm. is the most attractive thing. I don't I don't understand why it has to be that way. And why yeah. it should be that way. And I mean, women have fought against this for a really long time, you know, with, with their bodies and, and how women's bodies shouldn't be, you know, there's a type of woman's body that sh- is the most attractive. I, that's wrong. Mm. And it, it should be wrong for men. And I don't think we've got to the stage yet where it is wrong for men. No. I think over the past, the past couple of years, the, this idea of the dad bod has come out. But I think when people on social media, you know, describe the dad bod they're still describing something that's far closer to this perfection like jason momoa came out yes i was going to talk about this he was less toned than he was when he was filming aquaman let's say 
and people were talking about him as having a dad bod. If yeah. that's a dad bod, you might as well, you, I, I give up because I'm never going to reach that point. I'm never, yeah. I have, a, I have, I mean, I'm not a dad yet, thank goodness, but I have a dad bod. No. What I would describe as a dad bod. <laughs> and, yeah. and if that's a dad bod, then I don't know. And I don't, I don't think that, let's say if I, I got put on the front, front cover of, men's health for example which is never going to happen because i'm not that um i'm i'm not thinking that somebody's gonna look at me and go oh well that's healthy i'm thinking you know those people who are keyboard warriors and twitter are going to go oh he needs to lose weight yeah i mean like i i i think you're right and um yeah it's a very very complicated issue and there's there's a lot that we've just discussed um and really, really, like, if any of this has resonated with you, I would encourage that you listen to the episode of Our Journeys that went out last week because Ed Gill, um, he knows a lot more about it than any of us. And he, <laughs> about, he, he's really, really interesting when he talks about it. But, yeah, I think the main important thing, I believe, is that everyone needs to be kind to themselves. Um, you know, I have... Uh, it was a conversation I was having a few weeks ago with a friend but it was this idea of mental versus physical health because we were sort of saying, well, what's, what's more important? You know, is it more important to be mentally healthy or physically healthy? And when we, you know, when we kind of came to a conclusion was that, you know, there's been times in my life where I have been exercising five days a week. I've been super on top of everything, like physically. I've been really happy with how I've looked, but those have been some of the lowest moments that I've had mentally. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whereas then, you know, I've also had times where I've been, not that healthy, you know, like eating not great food and not really exercising at all. But mentally I've been in a really stable place and I would choose the latter over the former every single time. Like I I absolutely believe that mental health is, is more important than physical health. Not that physical health isn't important, Hmm. but But, that that would bring me simply, simply say one thing. And that is that there has to be some form of balance. Yeah. But I would say if you're looking at money between a therapist and a gym membership, get a therapist. (laughs) Because, like, I would, yeah, I'd rather be a little bit more round but mentally happy with the way I look than, you know, trying to achieve this unobtainable goal. Like you said, like, you can get into that obsessive mindset. Mm. So, yeah. It's, it's an interesting story. And I think body, just to, just to end it on this, mm. male body dysmorphia should and I hope does get talked about more in the, in the media in the future. Um, and hopefully we can reach a point where um, much like it is going, and I think there is a, a level of, they're ahead of us on this with women's bodies. Hopefully men get to that point sooner or later as well. Awesome. Well, on that note, I think we'll leave it for this week then. Uh, thank you so much for listening, all of you at home. Uh, but until next time, I've been Elliot. I've been Jake. And I've been Thomas. Thank you and goodbye. Please remember that none of us are professionals and if you are struggling, please seek advice from your local GP or from any of the charities that I will leave in the description. If you want to see what else we're up to, please check us out at Justing Dog Productions on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube.